Just in and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? I want to tell you about one of my new favorite podcasts. Okay. It's called Love to See It. Mm. It's literally perfect. It's a smart and progressive, snarky, but also like affectionate dissection of dating reality shows and what they say about all of us. In it, culture writers Emma Gray and Claire Fallon recap shows like The Bachelor, mm. The Bachelorette, Ooh. and occasionally other shows like F-Boy Island <gasps> and The Courtship. Oh. They break down every episode in obsessive detail and unpack all of the weird messages pop culture sends us about love, sex, and dating. What happened last night? I feel like we have a lot to talk about, and that is the Grammys. Oh, I was like, you're like, you're what, like what did what happen? happen? Oh my god, what did happen? We're Sending talking me. about the televised Grammys. Let's start with the positive. I think we can all agree it's so iconic that Kim Petras won. Yes. The first trans woman to win Best Pop Duo Performance was Sam Smith, and how kind of Sam Smith mm-hmm. to let her accept yeah. that award on her own and like give her the, the limelight. A hundred percent, and I think that was like, her speech was just something that, like, I remember calling Alicia and you, and I was, like, in tears about it because it was just so beautiful and how she paid tribute to Sophie, who is this trans icon legend. She paved the way for electronic music, specifically in, like, so many genres, and we she sadly passed away a couple of years ago, and it was just so gorgeous. And that performance of Unholy. Yeah, they ate. I, like, I was so moved by so many moments like, specifically Kim. Like, I was emotional, you know, when you yeah. called me. Um, Lizzo, Viola becoming an EGOT yeah, winner. Yes. Yeah. So Viola. many moments. And also, like, the way I don't think I could even properly articulate the way that I lost all of my utter shit when they did the hip-hop tribute. Because, <gasps> like, unless you're a hip-hop fan, you don't understand how many people they brought up on the stage. Like, oh my Queen God. Latifah for yep. UNITY. Yep. Like, she's the reason that, like, women are the the way they are in hip-hop today. She's one of the many. Yeah. I saw when Peppa came out. Wu-Tang Clan came yep. out. Rough Riders came yep. out. Like, literally. Buster Rhymes. <laughs> like, when he came out, and he's like, No, it was such a stunning tribute. I also think it was really special that they um, decided to also bring out, like, newcomers, like Lil Uzi. The, uh, they are so cute. Yeah. Lil Uzi is so cute. And, like, when they were walking up, they're like this. I just want to rap. But yeah, yeah, and then Glorilla. Oh my gosh, Glorilla. Uh, yes. She's gonna be an up and coming. She, oh no, like, she ate. I, yeah, she's like, incredible. Also, uh, the Migos moment, the tribute. That was beautiful. Um, for the passing was really beautiful. And also, um, they brought out a gospel group, which is one of my favorites called Maverick City. Mm-hmm. I just loved so many moments. I loved the fans that they had on stage. Um, that and, was cute. Yeah, like, that was really cute. Most of the Grammys for me were such a win. It was so beautiful. But I knew there was a, there was a buck coming. Talk your shit. We know there was a snub. And if you don't agree, I think you need to see medical help. You know there was a snub. So. Album of the year? So. Here, How you nominated four or five times, never got I it I agree once. with that. Once. I, I agree once. with you. No, no, no. Alicia, I agree with you. I think Beyonce should have won every other album time. But hear, hear me out. Harry's House was no skips. I'm so sorry. I, I actually think it was the best album of the year. And I think Beyonce is the greatest artist of our generation. Uh, like, Yeah, she broke the record last night for the most Grammy-nominated artist of all time. And she won best, yep, and she won best electronic album. But I do think Harry won. And it was, I think it was well Well, deserved. everyone thought it was either going to be between Bad Bunny or Beyonce. Absolutely. So I think everyone's jaws were dropped. Yeah. When they saw that. Not mine, though, because I've never had respect for them. <laughs> I feel like they always have done some weird shit with the Grammys. Yeah. I feel like they, I feel like they've never really played by the rules. It's kind of like a popularity contest, mm. to be honest. And I don't know. I just, I think I was talking to some, I don't even know who I was saying this to, but I was saying something to someone once on a day. <laughs> And and I said, so, uh-huh. Um, <laughs> no, and I said, I said, the Grammys are so weird because it's like you are surrounded by people on the carpet who are wearing, like, crop tops and bras, and it's fine. 
Do you know what I mean? So like anything kind of goes. There's definitely like a lot more like freedom there. You could tell in the room. It, it, the dream went on stage and said, you, y'all know niggas be late and be on CPT time. Beyonce thanks y'all. Like it got bleeped out because her breaking the record was received by the dream, which um, do you guys know who the dream is? Like he's an artist, but Wait, it's also what do you mean like he was received producer. by him? Oh, he, he received Beyonce's award because she wasn't there to receive her first award. Where was night. she? Late. That's why he went on stage and said, y'all know niggas Beyonce PT Oh, time. and that's why Trevor Noah was like, we're so grateful Beyonce came. <laughs> and Trevor Noah also ate that whole hosting gig. And I also, did... why did James Corden present like, I... Best Electronic? He's so gross. I... The first lady was there. Jill. Ariana, yeah. what are you doing here? Why? I like, love her. I do love that they added a new category. Shout out Grammys for doing that. Yeah, that was like, huge. Social impact song. Like, so much love to, like, the Iranian community. That was really special. A hundred percent. Also, the way I did not expect to get emotional, because Bad Bunny sang a specific song that in the lyrics he goes, um, Todo el mundo quiere ser latino, pero faltan sazón. Which means, like, everybody wants to be Latin now, but they, like, don't have the seasoning. They don't have, like, Ooh. what it takes. Like, it was just such a Latin pride thing. Yeah. It was so beautiful. And I don't think most people know this, but the, like, really large fat heads, like, during his performance that came out, they were all, like, Latino figures. They were all Puerto Rican figures that oh, he was paying homage gosh. to. I love that. Um, and in his speech, he specifically was like, "We hopefully, like, us as Latinos, we could just keep going up. You know? Oh, that's and, beautiful. Yeah, and, and I love in his speech, he was like, as long as you have love and passion, literally anything's yours. Yeah. No matter what you do in life, as long as you do it with love and passion. And I feel like that's something that we can all take with us. Uh, love and passion, great two things that you take with you when you're going to bed, when you're shitting, and when you're... Making love to yourself. <clears throat> All right, so today we have a very special guest, someone Ooh. that I have really wanted on the pod, and the girls and I are really excited to have her. She's a phenomenal model. She's an, an icon. She's like the definition of manifestation. She is someone on TikTok that you have most probably seen. She is modeled for like Calvin Klein, Savage X Fenty, for any other like poppy brand. Anything that you've seen, she's probably been in. Um, Calvin Klein, free people. Free pe- everything that you can think of. And her name is Alexa J. Woo! Yeah! Welcome to the pod. Oh, thank you. This is as close as I'm getting to a Grammy. Like that intro is everything I've <laughs> oh, ever stop. wanted and more. Thank you so no, much hello how are you babe? good i've wanted to be here forever i feel like this was something i was manifesting as well oh my God. <laughs> and the reason why i brought up the manifesting is because i remember in the beginning of your whole career like mm-hmm. you worked a nine to six right oh yeah and you were doing content it's creation. not even nine to five it's, it's, nine, nine, to it's nine to six yeah now. she's like, putting in that work no she is right i was doing a 5 a.m to three it was not cute. Oh, wow. It was oh my, my own personal Where house. was that? I was a wine and spirits rep for Gallo Winery. Oh, my god! So I was in the trenches. Oh okay, gosh. period. But it gave me grit. I can handle anybody and anything. A chip on your shoulder. I oh, love absolutely. that. And I did learn a lot in business sense. So, um, but yeah, during that time, it was COVID. So, but we were still working. We were very much still working. Everyone had oh. to drink. They're like, honestly, oh, yeah. the world's shutting <laughs> they down. They were like, we've never been, like, busier, actually. Please. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, stopping. Wow. Oh, yeah. Alcohol sales did like the best they've seen ever during COVID. It was insane because That's everybody was just at home. Becoming alcohols. Literally. Exactly. Becoming alcohol. Mm-hmm. Wait, yeah. so where are you from? I'm from Palos Verdes, California, which is like the suburbs of Los Angeles. Right. Yeah. A really small farm town. Yeah. It's more of a beach town, I would say. No, I'm a joking. Town. It's like the most but... bougiest place in the world. I'm obsessed okay, with PB. Like, are you kidding me? No, 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 no. It's gorge. So I remember watching you on TikTok and you were saying how you were in this all-white sorority, mm-hmm. being one of the only black women or even people of color in general at this sorority, let alone the school. Yeah. How was that for you? For me, it wasn't that much of a change from high school. Okay. Like, my high school was the same exact. I think I was. I can count the amount of black people at my high school on my hand. Wow. Like, I was, I, I this is like, bad to say but I think of my high school as like everyone that went there and then there was like the group that was like social and outside and like everyone knew and was hanging out with so of that group that was social which was like a majority of the people I was the only black girl for sure 100 percent in my friend group and everything and it was definitely like I, I feel like in the past like four years of my life I've really like started working through what that did to yeah. me mentally um and then so going to college for me I remember when I was applying to school's 
I would just Google like racism stories at Blank University. Wow. Like it, I would spiral. I would go yeah. down YouTube videos, articles, uh, stories of girls that were in sororities. Like, and that's how I made my decision of my college. Like mm. I was just like whoever had the least amount of racist scandals, like that's where I was gonna go. Right. And then, you know, for me, what was hard is like growing up, everybody would always tell me who I was. Like mm. I would I didn't say who I was for myself. So people would tell me, You're not black enough, but you're not white, but you're not skinny, but you're not fat, but you're not this, but you're not that. You know, I was just never yeah. me yeah so going to college I had no sense of self so I was like I'm just gonna do what I've always done which is blend in with the white girls yeah and so for me it was like I would rather be judged by a white woman than a black woman <laughs> like I Aww. well it'll co it'll hurt my heart if there's a black girl telling me I'm not black enough but if a white girl's telling me that, I don't give a fuck like yeah. I don't care so I just stuck to what was easy and I don't even think my college had the divine nine if they did they probably like met in a classroom like once a week at my school like wow. that was not advertised yeah. like the uh, minority sororities and fraternities they did not like AKs and stuff yeah, yeah my college was the same way we didn't have it at all where were you at I was at this super small private school in upstate New York called Marist College okay so gotcha. yeah I, I I feel that so you got there and then you were introduced to like these white sororities yeah so my best friend from high school went with me she's Japanese like still one of my best friends to this day so we were like okay we're just gonna if you're gonna do it I'm gonna do it let's go through sorority recruitment yep. let's see what happens and I had a fabulous time like I can talk I can make people I feel like my superpower is like making other people feel good so for me sorority recruitment was easy because I would just go there and I would talk and do whatever um and I like got all the houses back that I wanted I picked the house that I wanted and to this day that's the house that I was meant to be in and I all the girls I live with today they were all in my sorority like oh, they're beautiful. my best friends Amazing. for life for oh my gosh. Like, so it's a success yeah. story it is a success story but like shit was happening while we were there of yeah, course yeah, yeah. you still had oh I remember so we were like okay this is so corny. Like, the only way we're going to make ours already not corny is if we're in charge. So we all ran for office. So I was vice president. Okay. My friend was president. My friend was standards, whatever. My friend that was standards, social media, and one other all got kicked out before the semester ended. Oh, Because oh, we were the bad girls, too. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like, we were As the party girls. Exactly. So I was vice president. I remember we were, like, we got one date dash. I don't know what you guys call them, like, date parties. Yeah, where date you parties. you got to bring a date or whatever. Um that was on a Sunday. It was like a really fun like Sunday day party one, not at nighttime. And we were like, oh, we're going to, I think it was me and my friend Planet. We're like, we're going to do a Gucci Mane themed So Icy Sunday. Like oh my the sickest thing ever. My friend was a graphic designer. She made the coolest shirt ever. It was like Gucci Mane and his like ice cream tattoo and like yeah. all this stuff. It was so You already so know cool. it was 2018? This was, yeah. I think it was. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. it was yeah. over. That's something we Every brand new. Do. Everyone was so excited. Everybody wanted the shirt. So everybody wanted to come on this date dash. Oh, we got the call the next day. Gucci Mane is just not a representation of Kappa Delta. And we just no. are not going to be using that and doing that. I was like, okay, what if I put Beyonce on the shirt? Is it a black person or is right. it Gucci Mane? Or like, what is it? What is it exactly? And they were like, we're just going to stay, stay away from pop culture for our uh, da, da, da. I'm like, I don't even. And then they picked even. like Carly Rae Jepsen or some shit. I, know, I, like I don't even Shania think we did it. Twain, I think we were, were like, like, we don't even care anymore. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? It's interesting that you are, like, obviously a model or, like, in, in this industry of, like, beauty and stuff, but you're growing up in an all-white space, and then you go to a college mm -hmm. of an all-white space. Mm -hmm. How does that affect your perception of yourself and your own personal beauty? I would say, you know, I did not know I was beautiful until probably my senior year of college. Mm, like, wow. I had literally no idea. 
Um, I remember my dad sat me down before I went to college and he was like, <laughs> it's just funny thinking about it now because it was like low-key a diss, but it was nice also. But he was like, you know, I know like boys don't really fuck with you right now, but like when you go to college, he's like, everything's going to change. He's like, you've just been me. around white boys your whole life. He was like, when you go, he's like, you're finally going to like blossom. It's going to be amazing. I was like, you don't know what I do, but yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, no, but he was yeah, literally right. I wasn't doing that. anything. I was doing nothing. So, like, I was, like, a sweet, innocent angel when I went to college. I did not get in trouble in high school. I barely drank. I never smoked weed. I, like, made out with, like, two guys. Like, I wasn't doing anything because I was so anxious and so not sure of myself in anything that, like, I just wasn't a risque person in any way of my life. I wasn't taking any risk at all. So when I went to college, I was like, this is my time. Like, I get to be crazy. I get to do right. whatever I want to do. I was still safe because anxiety. But <laughs> I... um feel like when I went there, I, I wasn't dressing how I wanted to dress. I never felt like myself. Like, I always mm -hmm. say that to people. It's like, I've never been myself. And so I feel like my last few years, like, it was COVID. I went through a lot with, like, my body. So mm -hmm. I dated a guy. I had my first boyfriend my first year of college, and he was horrific. Like, mm -hmm. so it sorry. went from me, like, I had no experiences with boys. So I didn't know what a relationship was really supposed to be like. And so it was just extremely abusive, extremely toxic, like, really just, when I tell people the stories, I don't know if you've seen the TikTok trend, but it's, like, when I tell people what really happened, and then people's, like, faces are just, yep. like, insane. Yeah. Like, if I filmed your guys' reaction to me telling you what that relationship was actually like, like, people pass out. Like, it's crazy. Oh my God. So that just set me in like a, a really bad place mentally. And then um, I feel like that kind of led into me being extremely self-conscious about myself and my body. And so I went through like a really big weight loss my junior year. I think I lost like 60 pounds over the summer. Wow. Not in a safe way at all. If anybody knows what the HCG diet is, stay far away, run away. It's horrible. Everyone I know. I've never that, heard like, of that before. It was horrible. You eat 500 calories a day and you drop uh, like two pounds a day. Oh, is, oh my gosh. Like you can't sustain that. No, that, that's healthy. that's. That's horrible. Oh my gosh. For the body. No, yeah, and for the mind. I'm so sorry that no, you had to go through that. So bad. So bad. And I just had no idea. Like, you know, like I'm just thinking, oh my God, I'm losing two pounds a day. This is perfect. Yeah. And it was the hardest mental thing I've ever been through because, like, the mental strain you have to put yourself through to be like, I'm so fucking hungry and I'm not going to eat. But like after that, it was like that was like the gateway. Like I was like, OK, I handled that. I could do this with my body. I can do anything. I can push any limit. So it went from, OK, like I just I just don't need to eat today. Like it it's 500 calories. Like, yeah. Like if I want to drop three pounds by this week, like I don't need to, to eat that or I don't need to do that. So it just became this like game of like I can accomplish anything. Then it was like, OK, I can just do coffee today. And it's I, I finally realized like I was my meals were coffee and I would get to the end of the day and I would be laying in my bed trying to sleep and my heart would be mm. pounding, oh pounding. My God. And I finally said to my friend, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. Like my heart is pounding all the time. And my friend's like, because you drink so much fucking coffee. And I was like, oh, my God, coffee affects me. Like I never was someone yeah. that was like, I drink my coffee and I feel energized. Like yeah. I just like coffee. And so then I finally realized like, oh, this is really like affecting it's my body. You. Yeah. And I'm, um, I'm sure it also didn't help that surrounding like with the people around you everyone was like a size double zero literally everyone like and also everyone's body is very different they'll have one meal and they'll still be a, like n they won't gain any weight and i think yeah we're like the last generation of diet culture too yeah like, my agree. parents were on a diet every i did the hcg diet with my parents like wow. i was literally like Jenny Craig with my mom oh yeah, yeah 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 because well the other thing is like my parents are the greatest people in the world, but, like, they obviously struggle with their bodies as well. Absolutely. So yes. when you're watching that as a kid, like, it's only natural. They did – it's not their fault at all. But no. it's just, like, you're seeing that. And so for me, I'm like, oh, it's totally normal to, like, restrict myself of and course. do this. Yeah. So, um, you know, once I – and then no one really knew what was going on around me. You know, I think at that point I wasn't living in the sorority anymore. I was by myself. So you're doing your own meals. You're doing everything like that. Um, and – you know, I also struggle with like binge eating. So right. when I was in the sorority, it was really hard for me because it's buffet style. So I was like, I just, I can't be here. But when I'm at home by myself, then not I, I'm not eating There's anything. There's no in between. It was just too bad for me. And then I was, for me, what the main kicker was my drinking is that I was not eating anything. And, and I went to the biggest like blackout culture school of all time. And I've never been a mean drunk. I've never been an angry drunk. But it was like every time I would start drinking, I would blackout and I would be 
Satan. Satan. Mm. Satan was walking in me. It was horrible. And it was the night before my 21st birthday. I like blacked out at some bar and was just like scream crying to my friend. She had to take me home. And I've like never been one to like throw up or on like when I'm drunk or anything. And I like threw up in my bed and I woke up the next day. And this is why like my friends are my sisters for life. Like most people would be like, you fucked up last night. Like get your shit together, figure it out. It was the morning of my 21st birthday. My friends came into my room and they were like, we love you so much. Something's not right. Like we booked an emergency appointment for you to go to therapy if you want to go to that those are good friends good Good ass friends good ass great friends so they that morning i went to my first therapy appointment it was the best thing that's ever happened to me and then from there i like started my whole journey and i feel like that's why like my job today is so important to me because i've been through so much with everything and like I've felt what it feels like to hate yourself Mm. and I felt what it feels like to like genuinely love yourself and what I feel like figuring out where your love for yourself comes from is so important because it was always like very misogynistic ways that I was getting happiness like it was through hooking up with a guy or someone being interested in me or compliments or things like that like none of it was from myself Mm. so that's been my main journey is like this is the biggest way I've ever been but I've never been more confident and in love with myself Mm. like I just have realized like there's such a separation of true self-love and loving what you look like like I just I can look any way now and I will not hate myself again because I refuse to feel like that ever again. I was suffering, like everyday suffering. And it's just, it's not, I can't live like that anymore. No, you shouldn't. We're really, first of all, thank you for sharing sharing that with us. Like, I just feel like, and I was thinking about this last night. It is so, not even refreshing. It is so inspiring and admirable to like see a campaign or see like someone, like see you on TikTok and see you on social media and like you you are always speaking your truth and you're always authentically yourself and even on your worst days like there's some days where I've seen you crying in the car on TikTok and you're so honest about it like hey today is not a good day tomorrow's gonna be a shit day tomorrow might be a great day and I feel like when like my little sister I I send her your stuff because I want someone I want her to look up to someone like you I wish when I was younger we had women like you who are not like a white woman size zero blonde straight hair you are one of the most beautiful humans I've ever oh, seen. That's like so ethereal. Nice. Literally. And I'm just so grateful that we have you in this in this world. Thank you. To be so talking much. your shit that's and telling so your nice. story. Thank no, you. because genuinely it's it's something that you don't see every day. And I feel like also you'll see like in a campaign or whatnot, there's just one yeah. woman who's curvy. <laughs> and then there's and then but you've called that out. Everyone's so quiet and hush hush about it. Mm-hmm. And you've always broken barriers about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just want to say we're really proud of you. Oh, like, thank you so much. I remember the day that you dropped the video of you and your friend calling out yeah. a club. Mm-hmm. I remember you getting your braids done and sharing that online. First I wanted to ask you before we get into that video, mm-hmm. what did taking those first steps in like self-love like what did that journey look like when Mm. when you first started it what did it feel like sharing um online and being so transparent like on tiktok and these other social media apps i want to ask you about that first yeah i feel like my first steps of self-love were committing to my mental health Mm. going to therapy putting in the work I remember, like, the first few months of sitting in therapy, like, my therapist would, like, make plans with me. Like, I'd be like, I'm a Virgo. Like, I need a fucking plan. Like, you want me to get better? What's the plan? What are we doing, people? And we'd sit there and she'd say, like, okay, so on Wednesday you're going to go grocery shopping and you're going to go with your friend and you're going to make a list before and your friends and you are going to make sure you get everything on the list. And in my head I'm like, not fucking doing that. Thank you very much. (laughs) But like, it Like, I would just remember, like, we we would come up with solutions, but I didn't want to change at all Mm. because uh, the fear of, like, gaining weight was so much much worse Mm. than the fear of like anything else because you see the difference in treatment oh doors were open for me when I was skinny the red carpet was rolled out men were literally gawking at me like you get that instant gratification of whatever yep and um but at the same time I'd never been it was to the point where like if I put something on and it didn't look right oh don't talk to me tonight I'm not going out I'm not no might as well just not go out I wouldn't like I would stay inside sobbing crying yep and, you know, what are you going to do about it? You know, so um, I feel like committing myself to changing was the first step um, and really like realizing where all of my fears were coming from. And it was all like related to men. And I hate that so mm. much. I hate men. And so I was just realizing like, 
why am I like determining my happiness over if a guy is going to find me attractive? Yep. Like that, mm-hmm. I'm yeah. just so over feeling like that. Um, but it's human nature. Yeah, like, pandering to the male gaze. And you're, exactly. And you're not alone. Like yeah. we talk about that all the time, especially being in a predominantly white school or in a college in general. I yes, feel like Josie. So many girls get accustomed to like, if I don't get guys' validation or attention tonight, then I haven't won the night. It's almost like mm-hmm. a game. Yes. And like you're constantly losing with yourself. Totally. So it's that journey of changing like the need for male validation yep, to totally. like self-appreciation so and awesome. yeah and like self-worth too like mm-hmm. your worth as a human as a woman is based off how many men try to get with you that night yeah i feel like i was also like tokenized a lot being the uh, only black girl absolutely I'm yeah sure. i never want to be your friend for like fucking insincere uh, reasons like this is gonna make you die go but on. i remember a black hit or it was mlk day like oh, my God. sophomore year or something and this girl she was like a funny party girl in like a different sorority she like grabbed me for this photo and I didn't even realize what was going on till after it was posted but it was me and the three other black guys that were there and she posted like happy MLK day or like thank you MLK for this moment what the and fuck? I didn't even see it and like one of my friends my good friends who was one of her good friends came up to me and was like did you see this shit like is she gonna like what is this and I was like I'm what gonna let you handle mean? that like yeah that's not your- the, like great you got three black people around you congratulations like it was just weirdo shit that's like very weird. MLK would not have I'm okay would slap you, babe. Yeah. It no, was, he wouldn't. I didn't even know what was going on. Like, I'm okay would not like I'm you. I'm okay would definitely give a look of disapproval because yeah, yeah, that yeah, is yeah, not yeah. what he meant at all. Um, but yeah, just like moments like that, I felt like I didn't know when my compliments were genuine or like so many of them was like people putting on like a black sun being like, yes, girl, like you uh, look so good. I'm they like, still do that today just, on TikTock too. Oh, people absolutely do. And I'm like, just just talk to me normal. Just speak to We don't know each yeah. other like that. We do not know each other that, like that'd that. That'd be my thing. I'm like, why are you coming up to me? Yes, girl. Period. Yeah, like, Her. yeah, yeah, you are yeah, white. yeah. And then I'm like, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you so much. You have yeah. a wonderful day. Yeah, exactly. I feel like a lot of people when they're they're starting therapy, they can get like lost in it too. Yeah. So, what were the keys that you like hung on to or that started to click in your mind mm-hmm. that like allowed you to start taking those necessary steps? I think one not to toot my own horn but I'm I've always been grounded like even when I had my eating disorder like I knew I had an eating disorder I knew what was going on and I I I was like handling it even though I wasn't handling it if Mm. that makes sense and like I feel like I've always just been I take care of myself like I've always been very self-sufficient and so throughout all these things I was like I know what's going on and I know the changes I need to make in the person that I want to be and the woman I want to be yes and it's just like I think like having forgiveness for yourself in those moments you is major. You have to be graceful with yeah. yourself. You can't be mad at yourself. If I spent my all my time beating myself up, like I wouldn't be here, you no. know? So I think just realizing that I like I'm going to be okay no matter what. And it's therapy is hard because you start realizing things you didn't even realize before. So I remember I'd go to therapy, I'd come out angry. <laughs> I'd be like, also, I'm about to call my parents, I'm pissed off. Like, yeah. but it is what it is. You got to work through that stuff, and it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Of course, you're also, evolving and doing the work, mm-hmm. which is hard. You also yeah. have to be ready for therapy. People sometimes are not ready to change, mm-hmm. and you have to just let them do their thing and let it right. grow. But you have to be ready. And I think Alicia mentioned this earlier about the hashtag not tonight that I mm. want to yeah. talk yeah, about yeah, quickly. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you know Bridgestone developed a tire using 75% recycled and renewable materials? Making a difference today for future generations. That's what really matters. Bridgestone, solutions for your journey. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. We've seen all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn this thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. Price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last.
so you had this awful moment, right, with with your friend where you went to a club, essentially. And if you if you could give us more context, obviously, from your personal perspective, but you went to a club and they had let the other women in around you and not you guys. And you guys blatantly were dealing with discrimination and bigotry and then called out this club in a very um, open, transparent way. And then this thing became viral, right? Mm -hmm. And essentially all you were asking for was accountability and for people to talk about this nightlife culture and the awful things that happen. And I don't understand why because it sounds like common sense for us to talk about it and say this isn't okay. But you received a lot of backlash for that. Like, Absolutely, how yeah. was that journey? How are you still dealing with it now? Like, mm-hmm. also, are you okay? Thank like, I think you. it's yeah. important to ask. Like, I feel like probably not enough people have asked you, are you okay? Like, that I'm was an okay. awful thing and yeah. people are asking you to explain it yeah. all the time. I was not okay, like, right after it happened. Yeah. Like, so many people this past month have been like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. Like, where have you been? Or like, girl, we haven't hung out in so long. I miss you. Like, I haven't heard from you. And I'm like, Bitch. no one's heard from me. I had just had so much bad anxiety about everything because I yeah. was like, before when people would come up to me, um, I'm so fortunate that people that follow me like feel comfortable to say hi to me sometimes. And it's always, I love what you're doing or yeah. I saw the campaign or I saw cool. this. And now you're talking to me about the most embarrassing moment of my life, you know? So it was just like I had oh. to be mentally prepared for that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm confident when I talk about things on the internet because I get to be, I get to get myself in that mental space to talk about it. And then, you know, it was just like I needed to be ready at all times for someone to say it and people come up to me more than you would think like I can't even put it into words oh, I how bet. it's crazy it's really crazy and so I just needed to be ready for that and you know you're also just fearful it's gonna happen again mm, you know I don't course. know if the bouncers are talking like I don't know what's yeah. going on and you know when I I did that you know you don't never know who's connected or if you know maybe some incel man saw it on the news and wants to yell that I'm fat out the window or something. You know, Mm. like, you just never know what's going to happen. So I was just like, I would rather just be at home safe with my friends where nothing can hurt me. Um, But after that happened... It was just, like, a horrible night. Like, I didn't even want to go out that night, but it was my friend's birthday. I hate letting people down, and she's so supportive of me. I was like, I need to just go support her. Yeah. So I go... And it's, like, a really big group of girls. I meet them outside of the club. Everyone's nice. Everyone was diverse. So, you know, that's why in all of this I didn't say anything about race because there were so many black girls in that group that were let in. Mm. And we were, like, the last couple in the group. Um, And I could see the bouncer looking at me. My friend didn't go in. I don't know if you guys have been to Highlight Room before, but it's pretty much like a funnel straight in. So everyone always asked, the girls didn't wait for you. Nobody knew what was going on. The only person that knew was the birthday girl who was making sure everybody was getting in. Right. And so when I get to the front, I literally walk through the rope because he put it on and just walked away like he put the rope on so I wouldn't get in walked away and then um I, it just slowly started clicking for me what was going on um and then my friend Ella she wasn't there for the birthday party but she was just there and I'm a girl's girl so I'm like just come with us like yeah, exactly. when we walk in just join our table it's two more people like who yeah, cares exactly and um yeah he was like nope not you guys not tonight no 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 like just disrespectful huh. as yeah. fuck like he wouldn't look at me wouldn't say anything and i was a sober thank god b um i'm not stupid like i'm a black woman i'm not going to stand out the club yelling and screaming and crying to no. get in because then i look crazy it yeah. doesn't matter what you did to disrespect me i know how i'm going to look yes exactly yeah so i kept it cool i kept it cute i took my little picture of him right. i did my thing and then ella handled it and thank god for ella she stepped in she's white and she was like this is fucked up like what is wrong with you you're really not going to let us in this is a size issue what's going on da 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 she starts yelling at the other bouncer and i'm just letting her do her thing i'm like Good you're saying ella. what i need to say so so thank you. Period, yeah. And it's not your battle to fight. Like, people should be sticking up for you. So this is really good. Oh, it was great. It was so nice. And I was just standing there embarrassed. Like, all oh, the other part was, I'm embarrassed. Like, there's yeah. I'm seeing guys I used to date. Oh. I'm seeing companies I've worked for. Like, my IMG contact was there. My Tiger Miss contact was there. Like, three girls I followed was there. Or they followed me with there. Like, while this is happening, people are like, can I take a photo with you? I'm like, I'm trying not to cry. But yeah. yes, <laughs> let's smile, whatever. And yeah. so it was just too much. It was too much. And so we leave. And then the next day I woke up and I and I and when I got home, I was like, let me just film myself like while I take my makeup off and just so I remember how I feel right now. Yeah. And so I filmed it. And then the next morning I kind of remembered what was what, everything that happened, watched the video again, and I texted Ella. I was like, I think I'm gonna post this. And it was the video of me like taking my makeup off and crying. And she was like, yeah, and then come over and, like, let's talk about everything. So I went over there and um, 
that's when me and her filmed a video together and posted it. But by the time I had posted that, um, my video had kind of started going viral. And I remember my manager called me, my my, my modeling agency, David Todd, I love you. And (laughs) he basically was like, I saw your video and I want you to know I stand with you 100%. Anything you want to do with it, anything you want to say. He's like, I'm a gay man. I've experienced discrimination. Like, we stand with you. Like, we love you, your body, everything about you. You don't need to change. So whatever happens, like, you're good. And that was a fear of mine. It's like, you don't know if you're going to lose work for speaking out about things. This is like one of the biggest clubs in L.A. They have locations in New York now. Like, you just never know. Like, there's events at Highlight Room, at Tao, at all of these things. So I was just, like, terrified. But that was just really nice knowing that my agent, like, supported me. I was like, okay, I can do this. So we did that video. It went crazy. And so, you know, 99% of the women are supportive. There was, like, a couple little pick-me's that were being crazy on the internet. Like, I didn't even – any video someone made that was negative, I have to this day not watched. No, and you don't need to. No, I just can't. Like, I literally can't. Like, I'll freak out. I cannot (laughs) watch those videos. The comments would get me enough. Like – and to me, it was like people just took it so fucking far. Like, so why far. are you so like bothered by this that you need to send me a death threat every morning for the next bothered? month? Oh. oh my god! Like people were so like you know just ripping me to shreds, ripping me. And to you shreds. know that they're like some so underground sorry. little city rat, literally like feral that like is hiding behind a screen trying to put the another time, woman down. The time like, to send me a message every morning at eight a.m. But the woman down like, for literally no reason. No reason. Like you were just dis- no experiencing discrimination. Yeah. And we didn't even do any thing other than be like all we said was like highlight ring do better yeah like that's what you we didn't said. say anything disrespectful no I you still didn't remember watching no. the video for the first time um and going like wow the bravery of these two women oh thanks. um also specifically you being a black woman like mm-hmm. let's talk about it i think people in society are way too comfortable policing black women's bodies black women's voices their anger you sat there standing up next to your friend and said this is not cool we should stand up for each other we shouldn't allow this and also what you're saying isn't rare which is what's messed up it's rare for people to talk out about it and to shed light on it but establishments and groups of people should be held accountable and i think what you did was so brave um, and also you did it in a really classy way, which you shouldn't have had to, to Thank be you. honest. I if you would have gotten on, on TikTok and started cussing people out, I would have respected it just as much. <laughs> and be you. like, yes, it's period, as I laid in my bed uh-huh. and watched this video. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I still remember being so like taken aback and dumbfounded by the comments. People were making it like you were privileged. Like, yeah. oh, they made it an influencer's conversation, which I remember. They were mm-hmm. like, oh, influencers just expect to be Get let in everywhere. Oh, shut like, the fuck like, up. Like, like, which it's like, no, this is discrimination. Yeah. People still are awful to people with, with you know, mm-hmm. that don't always fit quote unquote standards or whatever it may be. Um, and to make it an influencer thing, like the whole point of the videos we said in the original video that has millions of views is like we're doing this for all the women that don't get to speak up i know i have privilege being an influencer i know i have privilege being a mixed black woman i know i have so much privilege but when you're there with Mm -hmm. the security guard you're not an influencer you're none of those things you're not you're just another girl no and to me i don't even think of that like it didn't even cross my mind to be like do you know who i am like what the fuck is that gonna do you know like yeah people are trying to steer away from the real issue the real issue that was what bothered me is so many people were doing things or like people would ask well if the, the girl shouldn't have gone in without you why are we why are we talking about that if that was an issue i would have said that yeah i would have said but, but i know girls. exactly what you mean like yeah. you get checked and then you you go and i didn't know any of them i met them all that night for the first time like yeah. it wasn't like these are my girls like if I'm that was with the, my roommates the, someone would have died like someone yeah. literally would have yeah, got yeah, 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 yeah. they're not nobody deserves to be exactly no. to feel that well, way it's i think it goes back to like making someone feel like an other yeah. And always, and it's so isolating because, like, I understand from a different perspective. Like, I'm also a curvy one in my friendship group. I was always like the largest one, and like, mm-hmm. I'm not even. Also, the sizing called plus size modeling. Size plus size. How do you plus feel size about size. that? I, I, I have lots of thoughts. About I, everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, going to pitch something to you, and I want okay. your thoughts on this. Okay, I think the word plus size models is the dumbest thing in the entire world because mm-hmm. you don't call Bella Hadid a minus sized model. Mm-hmm. You don't call them minus sized. You're either a model or just you're just a yeah. human. Like that is yeah. it. And, and specifically l- in America, the average woman isn't the size of any sample size. No, it's of any not. fucking sample like, size. I don't. I know. remember like Paloma Lesser, who's I've said this so many times. She's my favorite model. Iconic. She's iconic. iconic. But like for Mew Mew's campaign, they've had to stitch two different skirts together 
to just make it for the campaign that she was starring in. Uh And so So the size like curve model models in general, what are your thoughts on that? Because I I can't stand this. If you look on my site, I'm signed to DT Model Management, you see me with every other model. There is no separate tab. There is no anything. Like I am a model in their eyes. I'm not any different because I'm plus size, because I'm curved, whatever. Um, I've always had an issue. I feel like I I might literally just be speaking for myself. And this is another thing that I've gotten hate for that I don't really understand. Um, I recently was introduced to Reddit. And don't, I didn't, don't, I didn't, don't. I didn't think I would be included in that. I really don't, didn't don't think I was go included on Reddit. in that. I thought that was for like the millions of followers. Like I didn't think anybody was no. talking about me. There's some dark and holes there. <laughs> horrific. It was like this whole Reddit thread about how I'm like a fake uh, plus size influencer huh? because I wasn't always plus size. And I'm like... What? Hey, is that what a real thing? are you talking about? I'm are like, people okay? All, they're not okay. First of all, I've always, I've always been a size larger, extra large. Always, always, always. And but like, even if you weren't, yeah, no, like who cares? What? Like literally, who cares? Also, why is I don't any know. of your fucking business like no, what size just, I am? Like it just shows that people are literally just like want to be mean and are so bored. Like How you sad. had to That's find so something pathetic. about me that you could be mean about, and it was that. So I was like, first of all, I deleted everything off my Instagram from the moment I graduated college. Like everything's <laughs> archived, so you see my graduation photo, and then you see me That's today. Literally like me. that's what it is. Yeah. Nothing else is relevant to anyone else. That's for me to look at. We don't need to deal with anything. So if you're looking, yeah, I was really fucking small then because that was the peak of my eating disorder when I graduated college. Yeah. So you're seeing that, but you're not reverse shame you. Oh, literally, it's so weird. It's very weird to me. But um, you know, there is a lot of discord. You see it with Remy Bader all the time. You know, she's someone who has talked about how she's gained weight. She's trying to lose weight. She doesn't feel comfortable in her body sometimes. That is so normal. And like, so for me, it's a human condition. Exactly. It's so hard because. I am someone who's always, like, you see the differences in treatment of when you're plus size and when you're not. I would love to be treated how I was treated when I was skinny all the time. But, like, for me, I don't feel that, like, need for my own self-worth to be smaller. Mm. Like, um, you know, I've struggled a lot because I haven't worked out in, like, literally two years. And that's why I'm gaining weight because I'm eating anything I could want to because I feel like I restricted myself for so long. I deserve to indulge. But I haven't worked. whatever the fuck you want. I can literally. And it shouldn't affect anybody. Like, literally, it doesn't. It doesn't. 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 Exactly. So I, um, you know, I've struggled recently because I've gotten... I've just had so much anxiety thinking about the gym, but I'm, like, getting to that point where I'm, like, I'm excited again to work out, Mm. and I want to do that, but, you know, I already know there's going to be people that are disappointed in me because if I, naturally, if I work out again, I'm going to lose weight. Like, that's just going to happen, and so I don't ever want to, like, you know, it's just scary to think about what people are going to say if I start losing weight, you know? it's just they're always going to say something. And no matter what, I mean, you could be the smallest person in the world or the largest person in the world. People are going to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. And, like, they're always going to come for you and say something negative about Mm -hmm. who you are, which is why you just have to drown out the noise. Drown out everything. As best as you can. But I can't imagine that, that sense of pain, especially when, like, we're so into, like, commercializing everything and labeling everything nowadays and, like, putting people in niche markets, like, yep, plus size or trans yeah. model yep, yep. or gay model or black model or whatever it is. It's, like, you feel the need to upkeep yourself to maintain that perception yes, of yes. You in people's eyes when yep. it's, like, you only need to be worrying about yourself and fuck everybody else. You're so right. So, like, linking back to the highlight room stuff, yeah. it was hard because being someone who— it's not that I was ever shame, shameful of being fat, but, like, it's not something I would always talk about, you yeah, know? Sure. And it's something that I've always struggled with my whole life. So then to go on the news and all of these, like, literally my grandma is FaceTiming me saying, I'm watching the news and I'm seeing you. Yeah. And it's them talking about me being fat. And so I had to sit my whole family down, you know, yeah. embrace them for this, <laughs> yeah. brace everybody, yep. like— you know, it's not fun for me to have, like, my brother's football team watching me, a story about me not getting in the club. Like, I, it, it's, it's, it wasn't fun. It yeah. wasn't fun no, to talk about. Nobody not. wants to talk about a bad experience that happened with them. And I'm very proud of who I am and what I look yes. like and all of those things. But it's not like I enjoy someone discriminating against me because no. I'm fat. You yeah. know what I mean? Yes, like, it's I like, It never I, becomes easy. And exactly. also, frankly, you shouldn't have had to do it. And you didn't need to do it. And you decided to, but I just know for a fact that you made a lot of people feel seen. Um, You made a lot of people who maybe weren't talking about it talk about it. And you shed a light on it. And I think that that is a huge deal. Like, I'm really proud of you. And I I can't imagine that it'll ever get easier. Um, Thank you. And yeah, I also like want to say in regards to like your journey, 
it's it's hills and valleys. Like, you know, healing isn't linear. I feel like I have to tell myself that all the time because um, certain days I'll do better than others. And I'm like, damn, I thought like I got over this. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, oh, I, I, I forget that I want to give myself but also other people the liberty to change and evolve and feel different and look different and feel beautiful in all those phases. Even if, you know, it, it's an uphill battle, right? Because yeah. it's like important to not do that toxic positivity thing. Like I've enjoyed that this entire conversation, you are so, you're so candid about the fact that it like wasn't easy when you were doing those things. Like you have a platform and you're just using it so well. Yeah. Like, and that I, was the other thing. Like I didn't want people to think I was doing it to go viral uh, or no, followers. No, like, of course not. No. Yeah, when Ella posted it, she asked, she like I could have, done a joint reel with her on Instagram and gotten so many followers, all these things. I was like, no, I don't feel comfortable doing that yet. Like yeah. you post it, I'll repost and I'll talk about what I'm comfortable with. But like, I just am not, not that I wasn't as strong as her, but I just wasn't, she's someone that's always been in the media and always have done interviews and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And like, I've never done that before. So I was just like, I need to tread very lightly. Like if you watch the news interviews, I've never done any of those. Like it's all Ella that's done it. I, they asked me for a comment, I'll do it. I was also traveling during that time, but yeah. Um, like I just was very cautious with everything I did because I also know I'm perceived differently than Ella. I'm black. So yes. I am just was very cautious with everything. And so I don't feel shameful about that either because I did what was comfortable for me. But, you know, I, I all I really wanted was like an end result. Mm. And that never happened because they never apologized. They never apologized. No, they, they never said anything. And then literally like four days ago, what? I went to dinner at Delilah. And through all this, one of the best connections I've made is, like, one of the owners of Delilah. Her name is Marsha. She's amazing. Um, she had Ella and I on her podcast, and now we're all friends. And so we did, like, a girls' night dinner. And um, we're leaving Delilah, and it's me and Ella together outside and our friend Gigi. And all of a sudden, this guy's, like, coming up to Ella to talk to her. I'm like, what the fuck? And he's like, um, I'm the asshole that I'm the asshole that didn't let you guys in. And I'm like— <gasps> Shut the fuck up. I was looking at Ella. I, was, I literally dropped my head. I was like, oh, my God. It's happening. It's happening. I've dreamed about this moment forever, and it's finally happening. And who would have thought me and Ella would be together? Like, wow. outside of this random place that's the, the bouncer. Did that. Oh, yeah. So he's like, I just wanted to say I'm so sorry. Um, I've lost sleep over this. I can't believe that, you know, I made you guys feel that way. He was like— I, I mean, he was definitely being a man during this conversation. Of course he was. So he's like... Kind of victimizing himself. Oh, yeah. Right? Poor him. Being such like, a little pussy-ass bitch. I was like, him. dude, Aww. I don't feel bad for you. Okay, just wait. So then he no. goes, he goes, he's like, um, on those nights, I'm... I'm getting, I'm like a frontline worker. I'm getting oh, thrown no. to the dogs. I'm like, no, not, sir. You, not you comparing yourself to cameras. a U.S. soldier. Cut the cameras. I'm him, like, him comparing himself to a nurse during the COVID no, epidemic, I'm like, pandemic. suddenly the Republicans are on my side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, literally. all you needed is that one disc. But anyway, so he was like, he was just like, um, I've lost sleep over this. You can ask the mother of my children. Like, sometimes I stay up at night thinking about it. Aww, and first of all, story. I'm like, <laughs> first of all, Thinking about what? Like, uh, this has nothing to do with you because we never put your name or your photo out there. Very true. People are talking to Highlight Room. No one has talked about you at all. No one like, knows it's you. No one, no, nothing no one happened knows to you. it's you. Yeah, so you're welcome because I had your name. You had your full name, sir. Ooh. And, I and had, a picture. Oh, I had a photo of you and I had a video of you. I could have put a We Hate You train, but it's We Hate Highlight Room instead, so you're welcome. And then he went on this whole tangent and he was like... Yeah, I'm, I'm like a frontline worker out there. It's overwhelming. I'm just like desensitized to it. Yeah. So to me, I, like people are screaming my name. People have threatened my life before for not letting them in. And like, God. God forbid I don't let a black girl in, then I'm a racist. Uh, I was like, all right. And you lost me. I was like, you lost me. First right. of all, sir. You got the wrong bitch because I never said that about you. Yeah. I said that it was because of my weight. I never pulled the race card because you let the other black women in our group. So I, I was like, I just want you to know that. And I was like, also, I would love to know, did I disrespect you that night? He was like, no, you didn't. And I was like, exactly. Because I'm cool. And I didn't. And he was like, actually, I don't even remember her. I just remember you. He was like, I only remember oh. you. I don't remember Ella. I'm like, convenient that you remember the black girl in this situation, but you don't remember the girl that was literally cussing you out. How do you not remember Ella? Yep. She was the only one you were talking to. So I'm like, first of all, why did you bring up race? Nobody was talking about yeah. that. You brought it up and because you wanted to make yourself clear your name right now to me that you're also not a racist when I never called you one. Which so non-racist people sus. don't need to say. Yeah, I was exactly. going to say. Sorry, So you're Biddle. already being sus about that. So yeah. don't care. Then you're telling me you're staying up late at night. No one's threatening your life or no one's anything because they don't know it was you. You got the backlash. 
Not I'm him. the backlash, bitch. People follow me and tell me about this for the rest of my life. No one, yep. no one attaches this to you. And I also see, oh, what are you doing right now? Working. You're working. Oh. You got your same hat on, the same company you work for. You didn't lose your job. He said, uh, like, I, I Highlight Room told us he will no longer be working there. But obviously, Tao Group owns a bunch of different stuff. And he works for a private security or bouncing company. I don't know if those what you would call a front it. A frontline company. A frontline <laughs> yeah, worker yeah, company, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And so they, um, so I guess they're just contracted by a bunch of different nightlife places. So he's still working. He's totally fine, you know. And he told us, allegedly, that Highlight Room told him. They sat him down and were like, you did absolutely nothing wrong. Um, we told you to only let a certain type of woman in, and that's what you did. There's always going to be backlash to these decisions, but that's what we wanted you to do. So we're going to move you to this different location. Meanwhile, they're telling us. We've done all the measures this that we've has been- No, they said this has nothing to do with Highlight Room. It's a bouncer gone rogue. <gasps> it was all him. We would never tell people oh, to not no. let a certain look in. Da, 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 da. Mind you, after me. So they tried to set a meeting up. I, I've talked to them three times. I've talked to Highlight Room three times. One, and it's the same manager. She sucks. Her name is Mitzi. Don't care. She sucks. You can maybe take that out if you want to, but you can also leave it in. We'll leave it, yeah, leave it in. Fuck um, Mitzi. Leave it in. Oh, yeah. So Mitzi, she was like, um, I tried to get in contact with it. The first call, she's like, hello, who is this? Who is this? Oh. And I'm like, it's Alexa. You DM'd me your number. Like, what? Who else would be calling you? She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Thank you for calling me. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm sure. Obviously, you've seen the videos of what's going on about our experience. Like, you know, I would love to, like, not just talk about this on social media, but make an actual change. I would love to set up a meeting yes. with, like, you, me, and Ella and maybe some higher-ups at the company. Whoever can be there, like, that's what we would prefer. And um, she was like, yeah, I just wanted to confirm, was it um was he the bouncer? And I was like, yep. And she was like, okay, that's what we thought. So I'm like, okay, so I didn't even have to tell you who it was. You already have obviously gotten complaints about this man because you, you already knew his name. Without, name before. Exactly. Yep, I never had to tell you anything. And I never said it online either. So that was step number one. And then, um, you know, I was like, let me make sure Ella's schedule's free. But like this Saturday, let's say we talked on a Friday. Where I was like, this Saturday, tomorrow seems like a good day for us to meet. Right. I go talk to Ella. She's like, we need to give it the weekend. She's like, right now they're going to say whatever they want to say. They're going to want to smooth it over. Like, let's give it the weekend and then let's circle back Monday, make a new day. Right. Circle back with her Monday. By then, it's on every news source you could ever see. BuzzFeed, you know, Good Morning America, anything you can imagine. Everyone's talking about it. So I get on the call with her again, and I'm like, yeah, I would love to make a new time. And she's like, well, this has just gone way too far. Uh, she's like, the girls that work here are scared that they're going to get hurt and lose oh, their lives. Oh, shut the fuck up. That someone's going to come and jump them, or people are going to come and, like, hurt them here. I was like, liar, because I'm talking to the girls that work there. They're reaching out to me and telling me that you guys have not addressed it with your employees, mm-hmm. that you haven't done anything about this, that all you said is if someone asks you to asks you to talk about it, you're supposed to say no comment and not address it. So like, the actual employees of the of Highlight, Highlight Room had reached out to have me reached and out were telling to you. me wow. things about it. Uh, they followed me. Like, what is going on? Like, you know, it was just ridiculous. And so... Yeah, she basically, a flip had switched. She was so angry, and I was like, you know, I know how to talk to people. So I was like, I completely understand why you feel that way. But unfortunately, you know, we were the victims in this, and I would still love to come to a conclusion and do this. And I was like, Ella is looking for it, because Ella was very adamant. She was like, I want them to make this happen. They (sighs) messed up. So I was like, this is our email. This is our phone numbers for both of us. If you could just make a meeting, like, we'll be there. Never heard from them again. Wow. Sent her another text. Just following up. Was hoping to get something on the books for this week. Never heard anything. Sent another text. Never heard anything. Haven't heard anything from them since. They have no comment. We've reached out to the owners of everything. Like, no comment from anyone. Nobody wants to even touch it. Their comments are still off on Instagram. You can't leave reviews for them on Google. Like, that's their plan. Oh, wow. What a way to completely avoid the situation in the most blasphemous, immature disrespectful That's way. Pathetic. A hospitality With business. no accountability. Ridiculous. And have you considered legal action because oh. it is against the law to, to discriminate against someone? Yes. I have discussed with Ella, like we talked about it. Um, it's just really hard because in most discrimination things, like weight is not included in yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to ask that mm-hmm. because I know that um, like we work so hard. It's like for LGBTQ mm-hmm. Americans, including like black people and queer people um, to protect them against discrimination from like schools, businesses. And I think it only just passed like a year ago or something. But I didn't know if 
weight was a factor in that. It's not, which is so upsetting. And it's like something that was something me and Ella talked about as well. It's like, should we push for legislation about body inclusivity and discrimination with that? And I think in our case, what lawyers had told us was that it wasn't like he looked at us and said, no fat girls allowed or anything like that. So he did confirm for it for us later when we met him, you know, the other night, he did say, you know, they tell me to only let in certain look and yada, yada, yada. So I was like, oh, so you don't think I'm cute? <laughs> but I was just fucking with him. But anyways. <laughs> As you should. I, I was just having fun. I could tell he was stressed when he was talking to yeah, us. Yeah, let but... him be stressed. Let him oh, go no. sleep. That's he was fine. like, I have two daughters, da, 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 da. And I was like. That's scary. No, I literally said, I was like, I hope your two daughters never feel the way I felt that night. And I, it was so nice getting to look him in the eye and say that because I'm so proud of you. That's all I wanted to say yeah. is just like yeah. you don't realize like the effect you have on people. It might be five seconds for you, but like I haven't been to a club since. Like I have no. not been enjoying my life since, and it's because of you. And I was like, I will remember you for the rest of my life. Like this is going to be with me for the rest of my life, and like you get to wake up every day and be the bouncer. And like he was like. I'm old now. You think I want to be doing this? I do this to like make a living. I'm like, okay. But you like, still need to be awful. Like, yeah. I don't know what that has to do with me. Like, go get a different job. Like, I really don't know what you no. are trying to make me feel bad for. Like, I don't feel bad for you at all. And I, I think this all goes to show that with how much progress we think that we're doing in this industry and how much progress we think that we're making, people like him still exist and they're all over. Even the higher and the and the businesses still exist. I was gonna like say that. the business, they're doing Absolutely. just fine, I'm sure of it. But like with how much progress we think we're making, but then there's the trailblazers like you who are actually oh. doing something and making like I I felt like an other before because I've been, you know, I'm wearing, you know, a size 32 on my pants and whatnot. Even though there's women who are larger than me, there's women who are smaller than me. Like, because of women like you who are making, even though that's not your job, even though you shouldn't have to have gone through that to say something. Yeah. Like, you are just, you're just so, like, you're you're outstanding. That's the one word I could think of. I agree. And I also think it's important to note, like, it's beautiful that we're talking about diversity, right? But I think that we forget that like intersectionality isn't always the center of that conversation. A hundred percent. You know, when you are black, when you are not a sample size, when you are not X, Y, Z, like what does that look like? And specifically with diversity, like I wish it's beautiful that we talk about diversity in race and sexual orientation and how you identify. But it's like, I don't think that we see enough diversity in body types, no, you know, we don't. or don't even get me, trips. Don't get me started. Oh. <laughs> don't even get me started. Like, so when don't even it, get me started. Oh. like when it comes to individual disabilities, when it comes to people who um, are plus size and all those things. But how do you feel about influencer trips and a lack of diversity? When it comes to body inclusivity. It's just so interesting. Like, I just feel like there's people that really make it their life mission to be inclusive. And then there's people that want to check a box. Mm. And they want people to be able to look at their Instagram posts and say, okay, two black girls, one Hispanic girl, one Asian girl. Nice. They did it. Like, no. But why is everybody the same size? Exactly. And like, and then, like, I am so privileged. I... I grew up with a business mindset. I My dad's a businessman. Like, I know how to make long-lasting relationships 100%. with people. So when I start working with these brands, I'm not just, like, send me free product. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Like, I'm like, do you want to get lunch? Like, let's sit down. I would Invest love to get to know you. Exactly. That's yeah. how you get a long-lasting career is, like, making relationships with people. And it's just interesting because 99% of these companies that are inviting these influencers, all these things, they are white women. And I can't tell you the amount of time that companies have asked me, oh, are there any other black creators you like? Or oh. are there any other curve girls that we should be looking at? It's like, go do your own fucking research. That's not your fucking job. That's literally not my job. Like, that is not my job. Don't go scroll through my Instagram of who my friends are that are influencers. Like, go out and look at who the women are that are representing your product and are also doing good things in the space. Take the time to do that. Like They're lazy when exactly. it comes to diversity and inclusion sometimes. And it's like that tokenism that you talked about mm-hmm. earlier. Yep. Like, oh, you have one, but you don't actually want to listen to me or empower me or give me the platform you'll give white girls. Because now I'm here at this party with you, right? But it's like, are you going to sustain that relationship or does Kathy, who seems more palliable and is a smaller size than me, get the support? And I know I'm not the normal influencer. Like, I do product reviews. I do stuff like that. But I also speak my mind. Like, I'm not... I I don't disrespect people. I keep it cute. But, like, I'm going to be honest about things. And maybe that turns some people away. But that's also why people love you. Yeah. That's that's exactly And why you have such a great fan base, including us. Because, like, you you do speak your mind and you're authentic. And I think that's something that even people are realizing nowadays with influencers, at least among my friends, that, like, we really like. It's, like, the honesty and the rawness that you possess that I think is what— attracts people to you but I think we should shift gears a little bit and talk about your life now and how's everything going 
as you know, you've garnered so much success and now that you've entered this new era as we spoke. Um, it's so interesting hearing like other people talk about my successes because in my mind, I'm always like, okay, what am I doing now? What's next? Yeah, if what's I go next? one week without a shoe or without something, I'm like, dried up, done. Uh-huh. Like, there's nothing yeah. else to do. Da, da, da. But, you know, I, it's been really nice, like, making real friends in the space because mm. then you get to actually hear people's experiences that it's highs and lows. Like, Absolutely. there's months you're making so much money, you're like, how am I doing this? And then there's months where there's literally zero and you're like, whoa, what's going on there, you know? And so I think for my career, I've just been, I've always been, like you said, like an authentic person. So if you see my Instagram post or if you see my TikToks, like I'm actually doing the things in that moment. Like it's rare for me to like put on an outfit and go take an Instagram picture. I need to be doing that more. My manager tells me to do that more and I do need to be doing that more. I do. But like I've just always been a very in the moment person. So like if I'm going to go take a picture, it's like, okay, let's go get dinner. And like I'm going to wear this outfit and get a picture for it. Or if I'm making a TikTok, it's like me actually getting ready to go do something, not just like doing it to make the video. It's not 3 p.m. and you're like, I have a a flight that's leaving in five minutes. Yeah, no. I need to get my full beat done. I can't. I'm also like... Also, how, how are these bitches wearing this much makeup on a flight? I'm like, I'm so I confused about that. I'm like, with three extra pimples. Like, uh, I can't. Yeah. See, I'm the so way sorry. I'm going from California never... to the East Coast in full glam. I, because they're in business class and they could just lay down and they'll be fine. No, but like, even, ugh. I feel like when you step in an airplane, it's like the air is like... Immediately, my mask is like down to here. I am. I'm not cute on a plane. No, but... No, never um, I, I, I am. But I will never put on makeup. I yeah. always say, like, just in case... No, she does look cute. No, I'll I look, always look good on a plane because just in case I go down, I want to be the hottest corpse alive. I'm Like, obsessed. that's a part of, That's a part of my, like, stand-up bit. What is another brand or a campaign that is a goal of yours that yeah. you want to put onto the universe? Yeah, come on, Manifestation yeah. Queen. <laughs> I I have worked with this brand on social media a lot, but I want to do a campaign so bad with Skims. So bad. Oh, okay. So bad. So bad. Everyone will talk their shit about it. I'll die for Skims. I'll die for Skims. I'll die for I don't skims. care. I, don't I care. love their stuff Tracy, so much. Listen yeah. up. Please. Miss Romulus. Yeah. yeah. This girl's right here. <laughs> pick me, pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> I don't know who I need to tell, but please pick me. But that's a huge goal for my for me. I would love to do that so badly. And then another group that I or a brand that I love is Meow. So uh, I just started working a little yeah. bit, but I would love their corsets. I've never had like a clothing that actually makes me feel like as someone who is oh. curvy, where it like cinches me in all the right places. Mm-hmm. You know how many of you the actually are my are tits are meow. I've said this last episode's to the gods. And it makes you feel so sexy. I love that. Also, I'm putting this out there right now while we close out this episode. In the next two years, you are going to be walking in the Savage Fenty show. Mark my words. (gasps) Yes. You are going to be walking on it. I'll put that. I literally... I thought about that months ago, by 100%. the way. I literally was like, this girl is going to walk the Savage Fenty show. Give it yeah. two years no, or less. That's my number one goal. Yeah. My, like, It's in every manifestation, anything I've ever written, seen, done, whatever. I love the Savage team more than I love myself. I love <laughs> them so much. Tell them tell them right there. There's a camera. Yeah, yeah tell them. Tell me, you, Savage. You already Ooh, know. Period. Let's not play around. Just call me. Yeah, but... All in all, Alexa, we are so grateful that you came here today to talk to us. You are genuinely such a light and you are anyone who is graced enough to have you in their life. Like even just us, we're so damn lucky. And thank you for giving like, I don't know, like girls like us and like my little sister and all of her friends, someone to look up to on social media and someone to like see themselves in. Because we don't see that anymore. And we don't see that a lot. So thank you. You should be better. so damn happy. Everyone, you. please go follow her. Uh, yeah. What are your ads? Tell us your TikTok. Yeah. Tell us Tell your Instagram. Your Whatever you want to drop, yeah. let us know. TikTok is Flexi. Lexi. I think Lexi has three X's. Don't really know. Also didn't know I was going to be a TikToker when I made that username. Just so everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. You're stuck with her. <laughs> I'm stuck with her forever. And then my Instagram is Alexa J. And Alexa has three A's at the end. Period. And I just want to say I'm a fan of you guys. Like, I've literally oh. been a fan since you posted that you were launching this. And so I'm so thankful. And, like, in my mind, I was manifesting being here. So ah, I'm no so happy way. to be oh on my here. God, we'll we're have so happy. many Thank more you. conversations yes. like this to come. Yeah. And, we'll and we all, all just out. need to get together. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, for a dinner right. moment. So much. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Would love Yay. that. All right. Well, that's our episode. Um, check out dare we say on YouTube and subscribe to our channel if you want to watch us all look so fucking sexy while we talk about shitting on LA clubs and body diversity. Per um, or shitting in LA clubs. We'll tell you which one has the best bathroom for doing yeah. so. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah. Thank you. Bye. 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 
Dare We Say is a Crooked Media production. Caroline Reston is our showrunner, producer, and mommy. And Ari Schwartz is our producer and show daddy. Fiona Pastana is our associate producer, and Sandy Girard is the almighty executive producer. It's hosted and produced by me, Josie Toda. And me, Yasmin Hamadi. And me, Alicia Pascual Peña. Our engineer and editor is Jordan Cantor, and Brian Vasquez is our theme music composer. Our video producers are Mac DeGroote, Narm Melkonian, and Dylan Villanueva, and Mia Kelman. Lastly, thank you to Jordan Silver, Gabriella Leverett, Jesse McLean, Caroline Haywood, Shayna Hortzman, Daisy Cruz, Danielle Jensen, and Awa Okaladi for marketing the show and making us look so damn good. all the video call fails by now. The mute button mishaps, the cat cameos, people not realizing the camera's on when their pants are off. But none of this makes Fred feel any better about giving an entire sales pitch, mistakenly using a filter that turns him into an itsy-bitsy baby duck. How do I turn that thing off? It's too late, Fred. It's too late. When you realize it's better to do business in person, it matters where you stay. Welcome to the Hilton Garden Inn, Fred. The meeting room is right down the hall. Hilton. For the stay. Justin and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find?